The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Take a listen to this. Forward it goes again by Kinsler. Quinn heads on. Oh, surely this time for Keane. And Ireland do it. Robbie Keane in the second minute of stoppage time has scored the equaliser. Look at these scenes. Just look at these scenes. And you can't say they don't deserve it. Yeah, John Motton's call of that memorable Robbie Keane goal against Germany uh, during the World Cup in 2000 and to just one of many famous moments recounted by the legendary commentator uh, during his 50-year career with the BBC. I'm sure at this stage you've heard that he has passed away at the age of 77. Another legend of the commentary circuit, George Hamilton uh, is with me now. George, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, I'm sure your paths must have crossed at different points uh, over the years. Can you remember when you first met him? I certainly did. The first meeting with him was actually on the radio uh, when I was working for BBC in Belfast. And I was in Luxembourg covering a team called Carrick Rangers, who were then a junior team, but for Chelsea won the Irish Cup. And they were had actually qualified for the second round. And it was such a big deal that uh, they wanted me to go on to Radio 2 to report on this because this little team had got into the, the big time, so to speak. And John Monson happened to be presenting a programme uh, on Radio 2 that night because he was uh, st- uh, there was a, an FA Cup replay involving Manchester United. And when I got on to the telephone to talk to him, he introduced me as covering a team from the League of Ireland. They were so small, Carrick Rangers, in terms of the football permanent, that he hadn't realised the difference between North and South. But that was the first of it. We had a bit of a laugh over it. Uh, and then when I met him, uh, uh, obviously it went on from there. I reminded him of the of the gaff, and he had a laugh again. Uh, and we got on famously, and our paths crossed many a time, because you probably recall that uh, RT used to cover uh, English football on a Saturday afternoon, and I'd be at the same match as John Mott on many occasions. Then European Championships and World Cups, our paths would cross as well. So yes, I, I knew him rather well. Yeah, because I, I that you have reminded me of that because I, I uh, for a moment I was going to ask whether you did meet each other professionally that much given he was doing a lot of domestic games as he would have called them and you would have been doing European stuff for RTE but of course RTE were there covering the Premier League First Division whatever happened to be Well that's right that's how I came to rejoin RTE from the BBC at the end of 1984 because Tim O'Connor who was then the head of sport decided he wanted to put on First Division football but he wanted an Irish voice to commentate it who was actually identified with it and that's why he identified me because I'd been doing that for BBC Radio people were familiar with me covering First Division matches and that's where it started so the mid-80s until the the mid-90s and beyond we were covering English football live at first on Saturday afternoons before Sky came on the scene and that's as you say when I would have been meeting John Motson regularly but as I say I also met him at those big occasions like World Cups and Mm. European Championships but our, funnily enough, our last uh, match-sharing experience, if you want to call it that, was as far ago as 2008 and the oh, European wow. Championship final in Vienna because he retired from live commentary then. Things uh, were disappearing for the BBC uh, and, and he felt it was time to get out. Uh, he didn't stop broadcasting, uh, but he, he didn't do any more big games. So that, that match when Spain won the Euros in eight, 2008 in Vienna was his last big live commentary. How, how would you describe his style and why do you think people became so fond of him? Well, for the first thing, he had a, a wonderful voice and it was a very distinctive voice, once heard, never forgotten. And then he was also, when he, when he came on the scene, he, he was one of a very exclusive club. 
because in the early 70s when he started on television, there were only three BBC commentators and ITV wouldn't have had many more. So anybody who did live football, and there wasn't very much of it, there was only international matches in the FA Cup to be seen, uh, they knew John Mostyn as a, as a commentator and they, and they identified with the voice. And he was also, to my mind, a, a commentator who did it in conjunction with the picture as opposed to talking over the pictures. Nowadays, the tendency for, for commentators to research themselves to death and then present what they know as if they're showing their homework to the school teacher. John Monson, while he was very fond of statistics, really knew that you didn't have to overload on stats. You, you would look for something, a nugget that might make sense, and you would use it, but you wouldn't pepper the commentary with statistics from start to finish. And there's, there's one famous example of it. Uh, when uh, Manchester United won the FA Cup, captained by Martin Buchan, a Scottish international, Mawson had discovered there were 39 steps up to the Royal Box at Wembley where the cup would be presented. Now, there was an author called John Buchan who had a novel called The 39 Steps. And Mawson <laughs> uttered the immortal line, how appropriate that a captain called Buchan should be climbing these 39 steps to collect the FA Cup. Uh, well, it's very, and, and do you know what's remarkable as well? I can't think of another commentator, uh, and I say this with all due respect, where his style, his look, the coats he wore became <laughs> iconic too. Indeed they did. That all came from a, an FA Cup tie that was to be played at Wickham Wanderers in the early 90s. And John had uh, discovered that uh, sheepskin coats were a good way to keep warm. And he had them custom built because the only sheepskin coats you could get at the time off the peg were kind of short coats. But he wanted a long coat that way he could wrap himself up in in the commentary box in cold days. And he had, he had a, a, someone make them for him in, in Hornchurch in Essex. Uh, and so they were unique to John Monston. He had one of these on on this snowy day at Wickham when the game was called off. And BBC had a programme called Grandstands on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, he was there to cover it for match of the day, but the match was off. It wasn't going to be shown, obviously. The snow was falling and he was on the side of the pitch in this sheepskin coat with a, a dunsher, as we'd call it up north, a soft flat cap on top, delivering the line as the snow swirled around him. And it, it was just such an iconic image of this man in the sheepskin coat and the flat cap saying, the game is off, as you can see, it's snowing. And it went from there. Yeah, well, listen, a legend, an absolute legend of the comedy, uh, comedy, the commentary uh, circuit. <laughs> and um, he will be uh, sorely missed, I'm sure, uh, John Motson. George, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always. So thanks a million for, for chatting to us. Uh, George Hamilton, commentator and broadcaster. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.